0: Hello. Hello. (laughs) All right, now I hear you.
1: Fuck! God damn it! Fuck! Uh,
0: do you need me to call you back? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, so we're going to go a little old school with this where I have you on the Skype channel, basically, um, coming through and we just take what we can get.
2: Yeah.
1: Pretty much, <laughs> fuck life. <laughs> really could give a shit about anything and I'm just pissed about life right now.
0: That wasn't the good computer, was it?
1: Yeah. The wife's computer. That was all of ours' computers.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... Yeah. Uh, so... I have it pretty much laying out on a towel right now, hoping that it'll just dry out. You pulled the battery out and everything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, (sighs) Yeah, it's Sitting
1: there in a tent form right now, so hopefully everything will just dry out.
0: Okay, I heard it. Like it was in the recording. I heard like ice cubes, like a tumbler got knocked over ice cubes and all. Yeah, and then I just heard much. you I just heard you scream fuck and then it disconnected like a couple minutes later where I'm like, That does not sound good. No, it was bad. <laughs>
1: I'm fucking livid right now with just everything in the world. I could fucking just
0: You know the best way to relieve that tension, though, Matt, right? Get drunk? Yes, but also to rip into Matei for this film.
1: Yeah, fuck him, too. (laughs) Fucker could only give me four clips. I had to write everything else down.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. You are going to be so fucking livid for this show. It's going to be fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am. All right. Um fucking prick. Your phone, you can tell the difference, like you just sound more like an echo chamber kind of thing, but it is what it is. We're going to do what we can do with this and we're just going to keep going because this is now 247. Yes. Yeah. And what's really funny is like I posted in the group, I'm like, hey, everybody, uh, Matt just dumped shit all over his fucking computer. We're trying to figure out what to do. And the first thing that uh, I think it was our boy, Mike, he was like, is this is this the end of the streak? And I'm like, it's not Sunday yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, that was the, the stance that I was taking on it. So um, I think uh, I think we're in a good place now. You vented a little bit. Uh, we had a little bit of fun. We talked about it. So you ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. 247 weeks and no fucking stopping, no matter what, right?
1: Right. Yeah. No. No fucking. No matter what. No matter if I fucking die. Apparently.
0: <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> please.
3: The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Sinemous psyops.
4: A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene.
3: Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema PSYOPs. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease, the Black Plague of Podcasting. Cinema PSYOPs with court and murder.
0: To the 247th straight week of Cinema Psyops, I'm your host and the main engineer of this show, Court, and calling in from his cell phone is Matt.
1: I fucking hate this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you are not having a very good day or week or month or even your year, but I won't be there for you because I'm not the friend song. I'm just a guy (sighs) standing in front of a friend who needs to use his phone (laughs) to podcast for the two. 147th week straight.
1: Oh, God. Now I just got a vision of Court with uh, the Rachel hairstyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could probably... That makes the day a little bit better. <laughs> uh, you know what? I would call out to all the memers out there to cheer yeah, you the, up. Yeah, I, uh, I need to see that. Uh, Court sign up with the Rachel. So, <laughs> anybody, uh, all of you out there listening
1: out there in the abyss, uh, put your talents, your deviant, horrific talents to, to work there. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Yeah, if we could get that as a meme, even I would be okay with it. Fuck, I'll take any of the friends' haircuts right now, because at least I would have hair then, Matt. You know what I'm saying?
1: somebody should superimpose your face over, like, the Friends intro. Just every, but every friend is you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a fucking nightmare waiting to happen. Fuck, man, that,
1: now I want to see it more.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for you, the Friends theme song, like if a death metal band,
2: like, did a cover of it.
0: <laughs> well, it's kind of funny that you bring this up, because I'm immediately flashing to, I don't know if you saw this or not, but you remember MTV used to do a thing back when it played music where it would have Bands play Unplugged, right? Yeah. Do you remember when MTV had Allison Chains performing Unplugged? Do you remember that at all?
1: I remember that, yes.
0: Okay. The bass player had scratched into his acoustic bass the phrase friends don't let friends get friends' haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It took me a while to be able to read it. It took me even longer to be able to figure out what that meant because I didn't watch Friends at the time. And yeah. now that I know, I think I'm going to take the bass player from Allison Chain's advice.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> not kid, Friends' haircuts, right? Well, I still, but I think our friends should give you Friends' haircuts.
0: I mean, sure. If that's what's going to have to happen. World.
2: <laughs> you know, in the virtual world.
1: Right. I Not mean, real.
0: there's worse things they could do to me in meme form, you know, and they've <laughs> done it. They've already done it pretty much. So we're good.
1: But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they could, yeah, they've already done a lot more worse shit than that. So just giving you the Rachel. Hey, <laughs> you'd be a pro.
0: This sounds like the Hello, This is the Doom show back when Brad used to be on speakerphone. I don't, you you probably never listened to it, but when they first started recording, they had, like, a little, like, uh, you know, wave recorder thing that Richard spoke into the microphone, and then he played Brad over speakerphone into that same recorder, so that's how they got their podcast done in, like, the very, very earliest days.
2: Uh, Who did we have on who had to do it from his car?
0: That actually was Ryan. Ryan was just talking about how, like, if you had to call in, you could at least call in, so. (laughs) But, I mean, Ryan went all out, like, he went into his truck in like the the deep of summer and like went up on yeah. a hill where he'd have the best signal and then and we, like no no air conditioning
1: or nothing i'm like oh my god dude, we're gonna kill him
0: yeah <laughs> and uh he he used facetime audio which is like a you know call over the lte network at the time which was like the 4g network that's like dedicated to voice calling but it's like the high definition voice audio and that's how we got that to sound as best as possible and he basically just called my phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, we did the FaceTime audio that way, and uh, that, that worked. We've done phone calls before in the past, um, Geek yeah, Chat Army yeah. and stuff like that. I try to stay away from it when I can, especially since you're going to be doing the notes, but I'm sorry, folks, this is the best we can get, and we're not ending the streak just because Matt's going to sound like shit. Yeah,
1: so fuck it. Let's go. Let's do
0: this. <laughs> and it could be fucking worse because, I mean, it's for May Matei. It's not like we're doing anything, you know. Yeah, like least the movies were
1: shitty. I mean...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the movies are
1: shitty, the audio gets to be shitty.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. This is probably the best we're going to get this, this round of May Matei. I feel like this is the pinnacle. Really? I mean, Laura Gemsner. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but she's fucking hardly ever nude, dude. <laughs>
0: It but, hurts. But it's also some of the best acting we've seen from her. She does a really excellent performance in this. She
1: does, actually. She does a great acting job.
0: And besides, you're not entitled to see Laura Jemsner's body. You are blessed when you get the chance to see Laura Jemsner's body. I'm not disagreeing, but one can
1: be disappointed when one does not get to see Laura Jemsner's body. Am I wrong?
0: Well, considering there's not really much else to look forward to in a Matei film in general, yeah. whether it's May Matei yeah. or not, I mean, the possibility of seeing Laura Jemsner naked is is the thing that keeps you relatively sane and moving forward when you're watching a Mate film and uh, we were both robbed of that and uh, our review will probably will show yes it will because
1: I don't care uh, <laughs> the movie was about a, a, a massacre in a women's prison there review done we're done with the show let's go to bed <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it doesn't work like that but I will do my best to move things along as quickly as possible I know that people love our pablum but we've had a lot of stress already just getting this shit started I think you've probably taken another like year and a half off of your life just trying to get something to work. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will fuck around no more. We shan't tarry with the fucking about. We're going to yes. move forward. We're going to play the Legion GoFundMe promo. We'll have a little bit more music that is synthwave because that worked just fine last week. And when we come back, we'll
5: just kick right into the review cuz there wasn't a fucking trailer for this. <laughs> this is Beau from legionpodcasts.com. Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at legionpodcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping In. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: one thing this film definitely was lacking besides your estimation of a naked Laura Gemsner, was a relatively, I don't know, decent soundtrack. It was like three notes played over and over again. And uh, I would like to submit this synth wave stuff that I'm playing right here would have been a perfect scene where we have Laura Gemsner sort of, I don't know, bathing and uh, trying to figure out what to do with her life while stuck in this women's prison that's about to have a massacre. We could have had the best of both worlds. We could have had really cool synth and Laura Gemsner showering or bathing. Yeah, Yeah, this is true. I mean, could have had all that. Like, she could have had her own, like, private tub that was nice and hot that the warden was giving to her because the warden was into her. Maybe a loofah, a little bit of exfoliating soap. You know, she's really trying to work out the stress of the day. Maybe the warden shows up, tries to help work out the kinks in the back of her neck with a little massage, and this movie becomes something really special. Yeah,
2: there you go. I mean, can we make that move?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Laura Jemser's willing, I'd still try and make it, but yeah, right? instead, we're going to have to talk about women's prison mass. So let's just get it yeah, over with. All right, let's just get it over with.
1: Well, anyway, we open up with three women doing a play in our first clip.
6: Laura is who I am of the snake mask, as sensual and cruel as a praying mantis is. I had admirers who gloated enviously. I was the woman they paid just to get a whiff of my scent. No one had the nerve to call me his or even her woman. Only one, just one. But he made a fatal mistake. You don't betray the mantis. (laughs) Poor fools. How stupid they look smiling at a woman, the one they've betrayed as they sit astride her. <laughs> Poor fools. How their expressions change from men to swine when you emasculate them.
3: Poor fools.
7: Irene is who I am. Irene the slut. Filthy slut Irene. Because I'm open to anyone's offers. The women know I have vices. And the men know me as a spring from which their pleasure flowed and they drank their fill. My joy and happiness was in quenching their thirst as they sucked me dry of desire, their fingers searching me for more. Now there are girls. They're all my girls. They all know Irene. And Irene knows each one of them intimately. And all of them would like to know Irene again. Share. My name is Emmanuel. And I'm a woman. Even in here, I'm free to be a woman. I hate this piece of cement. And I love my companions and friends all. I love them for what they are. In good, and bad, in love and hate. For me, everything happens suddenly, from reporter to prisoner, from a free woman to a person with no rights. And the one responsible for this terrible miscarriage of justice will one day pay for his crime. But that's not what matters now. It's my condition. The condition of all of us here that counts. Not one of us is a virgin in body. We would all admit that. But not one of us wishes to have her soul violated as well. Whatever the cost.
1: One woman comes up, and she's not very happy about it, and she seems to be the tough lady, and she starts throwing veggies at Laura Gemser's face, and now I all of a sudden hate this lady.
0: I hated her because she's blonde, first of all, and then when she started chucking shit at Laura Gemser, I'm like, you must die a painful death. Yeah.
1: So anyway, they all get separated by guards. Uh, so then Laura Gemser, or Emmanuel, as her name is in the movie, is then confronted by the warden, and I know this sounds funny, but it's also our next clip.
6: I won't ask you to give me an explanation for this filthy rubbish. It is quite clearly an act of sedition, hysterical reaction to what justice and the law is doing to you. There's not a drop of repentance. There's no humility. It deals solely in cruelty. It's packed with violence and sex. The whole thing seems designed to disturb, to provoke unrest, rebellion and escape. I'm sorry. But you could censor the more daring parts. Emmanuel, you're still quite young. You're headstrong, and you're intelligent. You had a good education, and you're attractive, especially when you manage to overcome this rather forced vulgarity. Another important thing, is the influence you have over your companions. I thought that putting on this show would help you all to feel this place was less oppressive than some of the other detention centers, which is why I agreed to it. But if the script is not changed, I shall have to forbid it. The show must not go on. May I go now? Certainly. Take care, Emanuel. There's a limit to our patience. I wouldn't advise you to push us any harder than you already have.
7: Hmm. That's strange. It's the second warning I've received today, and it seems like the same person is speaking.
1: Okay, so now just before we go on two clips down we are eight minutes and 17 seconds into the movie and we're already halfway through further clips everyone so there we go
0: oh Uh, i want to point out that the total time of clips is about five-ish minutes so out of the total eight minutes of screen time you made five minutes worth of clips Uh, i'd almost applaud you if i weren't so appalled at that
1: (laughs) well you know just that's it. So anyway, now we cut to the crazy blonde-haired woman, Albina, who we all hate. Yeah. We all hate. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, you have is, to. You have to hate this woman.
1: Yeah. She is giving shit to Emmanuel's friends. So Emmanuel decides to arm-wrestle her and beats her in an arm wrestling contest. And while the arm wrestling is going on, like, the guards were thinking about doing something, like, interrupting them. Then they were stopped by the warden. And when Albina was beaten, the warden was very angry.
0: Yeah, this is like they have some kind of weird, inappropriate relationship or something that's hinted at but never fleshed out. And it's and it's also
1: discussed later on uh, that uh, because Albina's just kind of a psycho and will like assault the girls, it they find it keeps the girls in line better than somebody who might make trouble
2: who get the girls together.
0: Well, as we know from living under the current reigning administration, being in constant fear of something horrible happening to you tends to help you keep your mouth shut. Exactly.
1: Uh, so anyway, Emmanuel's two friends who were doing the play with her. Um, they, I believe one's name is Laura, while the other one's name is um, uh, Irene. Sorry. The other one's name is Irene. Well, anyway, as they are out of the showers and other girls are getting ready, uh, they just start to just try to start getting it on.
0: Okay, do you remember this scene from uh, the violence in a women's yeah. prison we covered last year? It's yeah. like the this same movie, fucking scene. This
1: movie was violence in a women's prison, only uh, he's uh, uh, Laura Jemser isn't undercover at this point.
0: But she does say in the play that she was a reporter, or some shit yeah, like she that. Is too. A reporter.
1: She was a reporter, but she was framed uh, to get into
2: prison.
0: Right. So, what I was kind of reading up about this is they shot them back to back, but they're supposed to be completely different movies. But it looks to me like they decided to take one big, over long, crazy, complicated women in prisons film movie that would have been like three hours and split it off into two. So, you mean they metate it? That's what they did. They metate it. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, this. I, I that's, have... a, that's a
1: classic metate maneuver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sort of. That's more of a Lloyd Kaufman kind of thing with Toxie 2 and 3. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. well, but, all right, that's, you're not wrong.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, they already had the sets. They already had the actors and the actresses hired. They already had everything. The thing that they included in this movie versus the other one was a uh, lingerie that was supplied by a lingerie manufacturer who helped fund this film. And that's why the lingerie was in this film and wasn't in the violence in a women's prison.
1: Oh, Well, then here's the next problem. So then uh, Albina sees this, and then another reason to hate Albina, she rats them out to the guards who breaks them up
0: yeah uh, okay okay people are getting yeah. off here and you're fucking tongue blocking or finger blocking what do, you, what do you call it when you interrupt coitus interrupt is for two lesbian. i don't know the term for that clam blocking, clam blocking. what's <laughs>
1: block? the clam block the clam blocked her
0: yeah I'll, I'll accept that yeah she clam blocks them that's fucking rude
5: yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's fucking horrendous i hate it and i hate her um <laughs> yep so anyway then at this point um the two girls are punished by constantly being dunked underwater um after this they're oh they're and they tell Emmanuel that the guards like Albina as, because she's nuts and will keep the girls in line and won't cause trouble like a girl who might bring them all together, like Emmanuel.
0: Yeah, they don't want no unionization of prisoners.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. So anyway, um, E then confronts the warden about this and the guard, who was kind of there, but the guard lies her ass off, and, uh, Emmanuel calls her out on that, and then, so Emmanuel gets punched in the face, and then the guards force Emmanuel to dunk her own face into water and every time she comes back up they beat her with their billy clubs and so she has to go back into
0: the water. I really hate seeing Laura Gemsner being just mistreated. Like it really bugs me more than most other actresses. I don't know if it's just my affinity for her or what, but this really bothered me. This was it's I mean it's well shot, uh, which is not something I normally would say for a Mate film. But the violence that happens to her in this sequence really made my gut wrench. Yeah,
1: I didn't like it either.
0: It was bad. I, and again, uh, I can't tell if it's because I love Laura Jemsner like I do or if it was just that the movie was this well done in this scene.
1: Yeah, I don't know which one of the. I, it's because, you know, I love Lord Gemsner. It's just mad. It makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, probably.
1: So, anyway, uh, Emmanuel wakes up and she is then confronted by Albina. Uh, Emmanuel then they, she's, looks like Albina's going to try to kill her. And she turns around and uh, Emmanuel just pretty much whoops her ass like a motherfucker. So, that was awesome. And this leaves the two guards stunned uh, on the outside and they start beating her up. Or getting her ass kicked.
0: That was While pretty the, awesome. Has
1: herself. Yes, that made me feel warm and fuzzy inside.
0: That's weird that I like seeing Laura Gemsner dealing out pain and discomfort and dishonor to someone else, but I can't stand seeing it done to her.
1: It's because she's the good person.
0: I think it just might be my kink to watch little Laura Gemsner beat the fuck out of someone that's almost twice her size. That
1: also might be good, yeah. I mean, I'm not judging you for anything here. Anyway, Emmanuel and her crew uh, uh, are kind of hanging out, and Irene has a blow-up doll in her bed that her her man sent her so she doesn't lose practice. Um, This made
0: me laugh. I was laughing my ass off at the two ladies with the blow-up doll, and especially when the one was like, you want to borrow it? I'm like, ooh, holy, really sloppy seconds back. That, man
2: well did you because did
1: you, i don't see any disinfected in there so uh, <laughs>
0: maybe i'm just extra germaphobic because of covid and all but uh i was like yeah maybe you should at least rinse it off
1: you need to get a wipe in there that's definite um
0: <laughs> preferably so anyway, of the flushable nature
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh so then laura talks to emmanuel and we get a little more backstory in our next clip
7: what are you
6: writing i have a suspicion
7: remember that man called robinson I mentioned him to you. Sure I do. The bastard who got you thrown into jail. What's happening is no accident. Someone's gunning for me. I'm certain of it. You mean the warden? No, I really don't think so. There's more to this than a question of power. I suspect there's somebody very important behind it who
6: fears me even though I'm in a prison cell. You were investigating a case of smuggling drugs just when you were framed and arrested, weren't you, Emmanuel? Yes, that's how it was. You
7: have no idea how many people who are above suspicion in this country are involved in the drug smuggling racket. And one of the men at the top of the list is Vincent Robinson, the man who planted the dope on me. But why the hell should he still be after you? He can't do anything in jail. But one day I'll come out of here, and I could pick up where I left off. In fact, if he doesn't stop me first, I swear I'll destroy him. You have to get him before he gets you. That's Vincent Robinson. My troubles began with him, and it's his fault if they're still with me. I'll never forgive him. May we have a statement? So, I just want everyone to know we are now 22 minutes and
1: 29 seconds into the film, and we only have one clip left. So, by the way, Laura's been set up by the, what it sounds like the district attorney. So, that's a pretty powerful man to have it in for you. She's <laughs> in a lot of trouble. So, um, then that same guy has decided to be cut to this district attorney. He's deciding to send four violent male convicts who are set for the electric chair to be held over for night at. A women's prison. So uh then we cut to uh the back of the van, they're all driving, and in the back they're all kind of handcuffed, and the cops there with his just you know sitting there with the shotgun. All the prisoners are threatening to kill the cop, and uh apparently crazy boy loves killing cops. That's his whole fucking thing. That's two of the other cops talking about it. The crazy boy's back there, and he's a big time cop killer. Now go ahead and tell me how he's your hero now.
0: Uh no comment.
1: No comment. Yeah, yeah, because he out to be a real evil bastard. Right. So anyway, uh, the warden of the women's prison, she calls the district attorney and lets him know that everything's been arranged. So later on, um, while on they're outside for you know their recess, and all the ladies are told to go in except for Emmanuel. As she's sitting out there, Albina shows up with a knife. All the guards are still watching. Albina runs after her, and Emmanuel sidesteps her. They fight a little bit. She grabs her own, the knife, and stabs Albina right in the fucking leg with it.
0: She pulls like a total oh. karate kid. Remember whenever yeah. uh, Johnny did that to Danielson, right? When Danielson came yeah, charging yeah. at him? Yeah, when just... they're, they're
1: fighting on the, the beach, yeah.
0: Because he goes charging at him, and just steps to the side and trips him, right?
1: Yep, pretty much. So after that, uh, we're coming up on the envoys driving, and they're coming up on a roadblock. They called to the cops, and the cops who were standing at the roadblock said there was a prison break, and that they can't go. Through and they have to turn around. And one of the cops, they're kind of questioning them, seeing that they're real cops. Finally, one of the cops asks him about a certain somebody, and he goes, Yeah, that cop's out, you know, he's patrolling a different area. And that's when, you know, he kind of knows that it's bullshit because that cop's dead. So they run through the convoy. Uh, they get shot up in the process. Uh, one cop is killed, the shot in the head. Uh, they After they get away for a bit, they crash the car. Uh, the other cop dies of wounds. He was shot. So, uh, but the third cop, uh, he's fine and he's deciding, he says, we're gonna, they head up to the, he takes the four men to the women's prison.
0: Okay, I just want to point out, this this action sequence of all the gunshots and all of the shootouts and shit, actually yeah. pretty well done, so. Earlier Matei is better Matei. This is like 80-ish like 83 or something like that, and Shocking Dark was like later 80s, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I believe
0: so, yeah. So, it seems like the later on in his career, the more hacky he gets, but this and Violence of the Women's Prison are actually pretty decent for Flicks all, all said and done. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, this
1: is at least a good chase. I don't know about being a good flick, but it's a good This scene. This particular action sequence is good.
0: Right, right. I mean, um, oh, okay, on well, the yeah. sliding scale of Matei, this is towards the good side, is what I'm getting at.
1: Okay, I gotcha. Uh, anyway, the man cop then introduces each criminal to the warden, and uh, that's our
4: final clip. Attahara, 34, Irish origin. Multiple rapist and murderer. Condemned to die in the electric chair. And we have here... Victor Brain, 35, known as Geronimo because he's part Navajo. Murdered a guard during an escape attempt from Fort Perry, where he committed his last murder. He strangled his cellmate during the night because he was a bit noisy. It's not so loud, I couldn't sleep. He also got the death penalty. Helmut von Bauer, 26, German origin. Aryan. Rapist and killer the throats of his accomplices while dividing the spoils of a heist. His nickname is Blade. The last but by no means least in our collection. Howard Henderson known as Crazy Boy in the headlines, where he is frequently figured, an unpredictable, dangerous criminal with a list of crimes to his credit that include rape, robbery and murder. I try to do my best. A living example of refuse to burn. His specialty is a dedication to cop killing pay for all he's done, he would have to be condemned to death more than once. <laughs> Pity we can't hang, shoot and give him the hot seat. That's not an exaggeration. Well, I've delivered the goods and they have to stay here till their sentences are confirmed, which should be in the next couple of days. With any luck, after which they'll be transferred to the main security prison.
6: We'll take care of them, don't worry. That I can assure you. They'll be temporarily put in the wing where we keep the most dangerous
0: and desperate prisoners. Sounds like fun, guys. <laughs> I've been in a wing like that.
1: I mean, but not in the prison wing, though. Just your house.
0: <laughs> I am kept in the office area of the most desperate and dangerous coder. Yeah. I mean, by default, <laughs> you know, default.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, while they're locking them up, the warden and another female guard are taken hostage. Um, as they are sitting there, and the main cop guy, he's got a shotgun point at him. To make a point, point. Uh, one of the other guards who has they're one of the other criminals the blades the guy named blades who cut all his fucking cohorts necks. he has a razor blade hidden in his mouth he takes out and cuts the throat of one of the female guards and when they threaten to do the same to the warden uh the uh harrison the chief he gives up his shotgun and they take it and then they shoot him in the shoulder and i just don't really think they know how shotguns work
0: in this film yeah definitely not because if they shot him in the shoulder with a shotgun most of his shoulder would be gone at that range
1: yeah yeah i mean most of his shoulder if they would have shot him from that range i mean even aiming at the shoulder i'm pretty sure he'd hit center mass at some point
0: well it's going to scatter out but if they're pointing the barrel at the shoulder the main focus is going to be in the shoulder probably would have blew his goddamn arm off which would have opened up a major goddamn vein or artery and he would have bled out anyway
1: yeah exactly uh, so, um, other guards show up now who are armed, and they say that they have you know they uh, are demanding a radio and uh so they can talk to the outside world uh they also find out that Harrison is actually still alive, so they throw him in the cell with emmanuel um. They finally get the radio, and the asshole district attorney calls in. Uh, The main bad guy says they want a car, uh, then uh, a plane, and they also want $5 million in small bills in the car, or else everyone will start dying.
0: $5 million in small bills takes up a lot of goddamn space.
1: Right? I mean, holy shit. What's the smallest bill? You know, that's always going to be something you have to think about.
0: Yeah, small bills like ones and fives, a fucking $5 million and ones and fives, Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's like a million fives, a million fucking fives, dude! That's, it's a million fives. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking fives.
1: That's a lot of fives, man. I don't, I don't know what he's doing here, but they're criminals for a reason.
0: Yeah, they're not that bright, but I get it. They want un, like untraceable bills. Cool, that makes sense. But like, define small bills because you know ones, yeah. fives. Do you want it all in twos? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, after this,
1: the main guy decides to give one of the other guys the warden for a little do do action, and then he goes and checks on Emmanuel when he opens up the door, and she sees, he sees that she's trying to stop the bleeding. He actually starts laughing. Um, in the other room, the one of the other prisoners with the warden has her start stripping slowly, and then he tells her to do it quicker, and then tells her that, you know, don't worry, he's not going to hurt her, but he does want her to do things to herself.
0: The lingerie that she is wearing is i think from the manufacturer that sponsored this movie i believe i wouldn't doubt that <laughs> i uh, i would believe that exact um let's see i mean it's a nice lingerie i don't mind seeing yes. her taking it off slowly i was i was fine well, with that
1: one other guy decides to go looking and he goes looking for drugs in the uh, med unit but finds Albania instead, Uh, he gets into bed. And by the way, all of this, everything I'm telling you right now is interlaced. So like everything kind of cut back and forth. I just find it better just to tell what every single guy did, uh, the four of them.
0: Yeah, because the jumping around was a little bit um, hard to follow what was happening. And you lose interest real quick on that if you don't pay attention
1: to it. Yeah, so I just decided to say until this interlacing is done, I'm just going to know what each man did in this scene here. So then he, in Albania, appear to have conceptual sense sex on this so all right fine uh then the crazy dude at the razor well he goes off and he finds the entirety where the women are kind of kept and the women are just going crazy for him they want him and they like to you go know, grab him and stuff through the bars and you know are just groping him and everything so it was a really, a
0: yeah it was a really interesting sequence um these are some very thirsty ladies and the way they were clutching and grabbing at him and the way that he was in enjoying That adulation and just like sheer animalistic grope that was happening to him. I would have yeah. been, I would, I kind of want, like, he makes out with a few of them and he, like, he reaches through the bars and grabs a hold of a few of them too. And I was just kind of like, dude, get your hands on some keys and, like, you know, these girls want you, so go for it, you know? Mm-hmm,
1: right. Uh, so after everything's over with Albania, though, the dude chloroforms her because he says he's a jealous man and he doesn't want anybody else to have her. So he's going to pretty much hide her. Her out as being drugged up. Yeah, that
0: was weird. I think that was just a way to get her character out until the end of the movie. Yeah, I
1: think so. Uh, the main guy comes back after being with the warden, and, he tell, and so the main dude tells him to keep watching. He's going to go talk to the cop. Um, so he goes in there, and after seeing that the bleeding has stopped and that she's kind of making him feel better, he punches the wound. Uh, Emmanuel gets mad, and he's mad that Emmanuel is trying to defend a cop because, obviously, you see, she's in prison. He's like, you should hate him. And then he rapes her.
0: This was disgusting. I mean, it was really yes. well done as far as filmmaking goes. It made it as gross and awful. And I'm, I've gotten to the point now, Matt, where I this is where I totally decided I'm really tired of seeing Laura Gemsner be sexually assaulted by anyone or anything like I, I, know, right? I don't want to see that anymore. Like, I'm just I'm sick of it. I mean, rape scenes in general, I'm kind of getting tired of, but it's been all over like a ton of these like exploitation flicks that we've been doing lately and we can't escape it but this one was really vile because especially like the cop that's just laying there like weak you can even see the actor on his face in a couple of the scenes he's reacting to it but he can't do anything about it because he's fucking bleeding out and it's just it goes on for quite a while I will say this at least they had some fucking taste and they didn't strip her down nude while she's being raped in this one so there's at least
1: that but incredibly she's also wearing really fancy stockings again
0: from the lingerie supplier but all the women had those stockings because uh, when she had that fight with Albania and she kicks her ass and the lady goes uh, head over her tea kettle kind of like, you know, rolls and like her ass yeah. pops out and there's panties and stockings. That's when I noticed that they all had the same stocking. Yes.
1: Um, so then uh, so then the crazy dude, he finds Irene, who is all ready for him. She's she's ready to have a little action. And the other lady's also there, Laura. And they show him the blow-up doll, and he makes Irene dance with it. Then he makes both of them dance with it. Then all, all of them are dancing with it. Uh, so then uh, crazy brings out his razor, and he, of course, cuts the blow-up doll. So it, it dies. Um,
0: the dildo part's <laughs> still good, right? Because it's just a solid dildo that's on the end of a fucking... Blow up right? yeah, you so. think so. That's what appeared. I mean, um, in all reality, it'd be easier for them to hide a dildo, and then the girls could use a dildo on each other with a strap-on right? type variety. You would think. thing. would Yeah, I mean, not that I was hoping to see that later in the film.
1: No, not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe a lot.
1: <laughs> so then she slaps him, and he cuts her face. And then that just kind of scene cuts away. It cuts away. Um, there's a big plan going on with the district attorney. He uh, he's getting guys ready to go into the building, storm the building, and he said he wants a cameraman there. Uh, some other officials are telling him he's on his own if this goes if this goes wrong. So uh, we know there's a plan in force. Uh, so then um, the crazy guy. He he joins the rest of the guys, and he's kind of enjoying himself, but he realizes he lost his mouth razor. Uh, then we cut to Laura's comforting Irene, who's been through got through some rough shit there, and she actually sees the razor on the ground. Um, Emmanuel tries to help the cop, so she's still you know, trying to field dress his wound, all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, then we cut back to Irene being taken care of again by Laura. Um, then the guys call uh, the DA Robinson, and and he says the money's going to take just a little bit longer because it's a lot of money. Um, Albina wakes up and she says she's coming out of it. She starts to see the men removing the bars off the windows of the med unit. So that we see that's where it's going to come in. So she walks out before they get in. And uh, she tells them that they might want to make a deal with her as soon as their time's running out. So then the guys, the army guys, they all bust in. And for the criminals or what people wearing the criminal's clothes come out, and they shoot them, but it's all actually four of the lady prisoners. Then, the rest of the guys come out, and they start shooting them. However, uh, after as they're shooting him, one of the actual criminals is shot through all this. He's also taken out. Um, here. So then, uh, the, while the rest of the army men are shot dead, except for the cameraman. So then, the head dude gets on TV, and he starts killing soldiers on TV, yelling at the DA. This is all live on TV. And then, he kills the cameraman as well so he goes on his own little massacre
0: I wonder if this is uh, the massacre in a women's prison I wonder if this is what they're talking about oh this is the massacre probably is because a lot of people just got killed there did this uh, sequence remind you of something that Quentin Tarantino wrote and Oliver Stone directed about killers of a natural born nature
1: yeah yeah oh yeah that prison yeah the prison right and stuff yeah yeah it does
0: (laughs) a little too close in some cases, right? Like, especially when he's, like, hamming it up for the he's, camera. You say Matei didn't rip this, up, well, you know, rip, rip this off. Well, if you take Matei, you give him plenty of money, and then you have a bunch of people decide that, oh, you know what, your rip-offs are homages and you're actually brilliant, you have Quentin Tarantino. Goddamn, fuck, you're right. <laughs> that's a that's a mighty good point there. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good detective yeah. work, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a mighty fine police work there, Lou. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, um, one of the girls who was killed is actually Irene. So uh, Emmanuel and then so then we cut to in the cell, Emmanuel and Albina are forced to play Russian roulette by two of the
0: guys. This was pretty fucking dark. I know that once again, a deer hunter knockoff. And I think this was even in Violence in a Women's Prison at some point where they had a Russian roulette thing. Or there was one of the fucking Matei movies later on. I think it was in the direct to video ones. We saw some more of this deer hunter Russian roulette, but it was way more obvious deer hunter Rip off in that one because they even had the red headbands and everything.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's fucking insane.
1: They changed um, this
0: enough where they're forcing them to play Russian. Deer really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. We might have to correct that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never seen it. Just never have.
0: Uh, I was just going to say like this is a little bit more like they obviously are influenced by the deer hunter, but they kind of made it their own where it's this guy just basically doing it to get his own perverse jollies off. Yeah. Um.
1: Then Irene's, Irene's friend Laura, she puts the razor blade up her hoo ha yeah
0: she inserts the razor blade into her vagina. Yeah,
1: into, into her vagina. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that can't be comfortable. Yeah, but
0: um, uh, the tool of revenge that she's about to make happen is pretty ingenious. I actually really dug this part of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Then um, there's more Russian roulette. Cut back to a naked Laura, and uh, she's going over her play, li- or play lines that she said at the beginning of the movie. Blade hears her. Then we cut to more you know, Russian roulette. Then Blade visits Laura, and he decides he's going to stick his dick in, and he realized he just got his dick razored right the fuck off.
0: Or at least right up so, the middle.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. He flayed it. He got flayed. Uh, spatchcock. Um, (laughs) Literally, spatchcock.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's a clip. I need to use that.
1: And, uh, anyway, so then as that happens to him, he chokes Laura to death. So we're back at the Russian roulette, and the clomp, the cop is trying to slowly reach for a shotgun while the main bad guy's head is turned, and before he can, uh, uh, he is caught, and then Laura takes the gun as she was about to do the Russian roulette and threatens to shoot the main bad guy, but is convinced otherwise, because you only have one bullet, you might not be lucky, and so she puts the gun down. Um, and actually the cops not hurt anymore because he's too interested in this uh, then we could do blades uh blades hurting and he's limping around outside uh, the, the the outside the walls there he's not doing well
0: having your uh-huh. uh, dick split up the middle tends to put a damper on oh, your day
1: that just make you like hurt a little bit like feel a
0: tingle no um I don't think that uh, I would have been engaging in the kind of thing that caused that because that was clearly revenge for what he did to oh yeah no, the other I mean. Uh,
1: just saying, it still hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not something hey, that I want to fucking deserved
1: it, but it
2: still
0: hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. It's not something that I want to think about happening to me. Absolutely not. But you know, I don't feel like I would be in the situation like that, or at least I would hope not. Yeah, right. Also, I don't think it would actually work. I think it's just movie, you know, logic that makes that happen. I, if if anything, the razor blade would probably turn sideways and fuck up the girl more than the guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, it still hurts. Um. So anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, then more roulette,
0: more. You know, everyone. Uh, one after the other, they're going. Yeah, they remove then, all the tension of the roulette by making it last for like a good, what feels like 20 goddamn minutes of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then, Blades goes to that same area where the
1: women were kind of grabbing at him and loving on him and they start tearing him apart now through the bars. And it's it's bad. And he gets his ass torn up here.
0: Yeah, but, I was really happy good. to see that the thirst factor went away whenever they heard what he did.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, Albina's turn and... and as one of the uh, the main guy crazy boy is laughing hysterically she pulls the trigger and her brains go all over crazy boy's mouth he got a pretty hardcore facial there it went so, into
0: his mouth like it was like yeah, a, it was like a blood geyser cum shot into his mouth a piece
1: of brain I think went in there
0: yeah he was an, in fact a cannibal because I think he swallowed that and that's why he got all upset yeah he was not happy and it
1: was crazy and then um, just then Blade comes in all torn to shit and falls and he pretty much dead
0: i'm surprised he lasted as long as he did with having his dick severed up the middle because you could bleed to death from that pretty easily
1: yeah you should be i mean that should just you should just be Gone right after that.
0: Well, and the uh, ladies tearing him up is probably losing even more blood. I'm surprised he actually made it to where he did. Yeah, right. Holy Jesus. Um. Uh. Then the call comes in,
1: and they tell him that everything's prepared, everything is ready. The car, the plane, the money. Uh. So the money is being handled, and the the given to the driver, and the driver's also given a gun. Uh. They are taking the warden and, and uh it, it, the cop. They're taking the warden Harrison, the cop and Emmanuel as hostages, the two that are left. Um, Emmanuel and the DA come face to face and we get a whole flashback of the court case that landed her in jail and her promise that they were going to, you know, she was going to end the DA and and get him.
0: This is Uh, uh, repurposed stuff from violence in a women's prison, by the way.
1: Exactly, yes. Very much repurposed. The DA wants all the men to fire, but no one will because they're hostages. So he grabs a gun and he kills one of the guys uh, with the only other prisoner except Crazy Boy. He kills him and also ends up killing the warden. And then the main guy shoots and kills the DA. And then everyone kind of settles down, tells them to get into the car and drive away one of the other officials there. So DA, warden, and one of the other prisoners dead. Only one prisoner left.
0: I love it when a cast thins out like this.
1: Yeah, right? It's always nice. It's less confusing.
0: Uh, (laughs) Especially in a Matei flick.
1: Exactly. Well, they get into the car they drive away so crazy boy has the driver push the car way too hard because he wants to get going fast and the driver keeps trying to warn him but he won't listen so the car stalls out on him as he's telling as he's kind of freaking out a little bit the driver gets out a gun and shoots him right in the shoulder he fucking shoots back and the i don't know if the guy the driver's dead or not but he's definitely shot and he gets out with the money and runs away but is being followed by harrison in Emmanuel. They're able to catch up to him easily as he is bleeding out and then we get a replay of all the hordy, horrible, horrible shit that has happened in this movie. All the horrible shit uh, was replayed and then the cop Harrison states that he is Uh, apparently now they're more evenly matched that they are both lost all this blood and have one arm and he beats the shit out of him knocking him out uh we end with emmanuel being transferred back into her cell uh being kind of led back to his cell by another guard and roll credits (laughs)
0: okay um what an hour 20 minutes feels mostly pretty quick moves along at a good pace until the russian roulette sequence and then even though that's intercut with a bunch of other action that just feels like it takes way too goddamn long
1: in all seriousness because you know uh, yes while well, i am disappointed i didn't get to see lord gems are naked um and you know i'm not really a big fan of watching all the shit ton of rape scenes and all that um i will say this the only problem the main problem i had actually with the film was how long the russian roulette went it would have been a great idea, but save that for the very like the towards the end, right before they leave, and not stretch it out for twenty minutes.
0: Yeah. It wasn't actually twenty minutes, but it sure goddamn felt like it. But it, I mean, it did. It felt like it. Yeah. Um, I was earlier uh championing Laura Gemster's acting in this film, and I hate to say it, but I think some of the finest acting she does is when she's being assaulted in the film. i that I think that's what made it that much more visceral and I felt it that much more. The, she can like being like like for real being
1: assaulted. You know what I mean? She just uh,
2: always she always has been able to do
0: that. Yeah, for some reason, for whatever reason, she's able to go to that place where being victimized is something that she portrays very well. And I it, like the more I see it, the more it breaks my heart and the more it makes me wonder and I don't want to think about that because I'm such a fan. Like uh one of the other sequences I really actually enjoyed, believe it or not, was the really artsy fartsy play that Emanuela wrote that was at the beginning. I really actually I, kinda like that.
1: Oh nice. Yeah, no, I never you yeah, well, I mean, it's all right. Yeah, I, I had no problems with it. Uh, I thought it was an interesting like little take to take. And it was a nice little callback for it uh, when Laura was preparing herself. So
0: I liked the way that the women were all being like brutal and honest about who they are and what happened. And, you know, just kind of how that one woman dialogue was being delivered. And the way that the actresses were portraying it on the stage, it looked like it was raw. And while they did may not like while the characters that were doing the acting like the prisoners may not have been like good actors or anything like that like they were really putting their heart behind it and it just like it, it came through in the film and I thought that was actually pretty well done and you know I kind of dug the, the soliloquy and it didn't last too awful long and then it helps bring you into the world because you're like what is this artsy fartsy weird shit and then somebody stands up and says basically the same thing and then starts throwing vegetables at Laura Jemser, and then you're like hey fuck you blonde lady you're gonna die yeah right fuck this lady <laughs> what, a, what a horrible person <laughs> <laughs> right I mean it, it just it was really kind of an interesting sequence she, she tried to fuck up laura
1: Gemser, and 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 then rat it out uh, two girls hooking up. I mean, that she 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 came a clam blocker, and it's just it's just
0: terrible. Yeah, everything about that was wrong. Everything about what she was doing yeah. was absolutely wrong. Um, having said that, I what what I said about the the sexual assault stuff, I was actually for being a massacre in a women's prison. I was actually pleasantly surprised how there was significantly less of that than what I was thinking might have been there. Like I was really kind of dreading it being one of those yeah, kind I of films that was going to be just watching. Really,
1: yeah, I was with you. I was really preparing myself for the worst, and uh, it, it never got as Bad as you know, I thought it was going to get.
0: Yeah, I think violence in a women's prison is much more grody, much more gruesome, and has a lot more stuff to it that really was cringeworthy and hard to see, including poor Laura Gemser being manhandled and mistreated. And I think that's the one where she's putting the giant bell, and then there's rats dumped on her and stuff. Yes, yes, you're exactly right. And yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: That's, I mean, it was a that was a lot more of a hardcore watch.
0: Yeah, this was decent enough of a flick. Uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, if. A were on like late night cable or it popped up on like a USA up all night or a Joe Bob um, like on the movie channel back in the day when he was on the movie channel I probably would have watched it and probably would have really dug it you know but you'd yeah. gotten into it having seen all the movies that we've seen just this year alone as far as exploitation goes and even just some of the women's prisons movies that we've already watched this uh it's very middle of the road just kind of mostly forgettable except for a few sequences and a few things that were pretty neat and I mean even the shootouts and the stuff that I was praising earlier is not something that you wouldn't be able to catch in another Action film that might have even been done a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, I, the the driving
1: scene, yeah, that was good with the roadblock. I, I really like that. I like that sequence. Um, I thought the the kind of the blood and gore effects were all right.
0: I really liked the effects when they replay the scene and the guy is basically like because he can't get his bearings and he can't really walk right because his dick's split in twain. Where he's like yeah. rolling around and the women are tearing at him and like clutching at him and like harming him and ripping at his eyes and stuff the way that they did the progression of his wounds as he keeps going. And like the screaming that he did to act it out. I thought that was pretty decent. Um, the blood is like that tempera paint that we've seen before in the seventies just cause of the color timing, but it didn't distract me too much.
1: Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought that, yeah, particularly that scene was a, was a well done. Cause again, I I'm with you like that progression of his injuries was, was a nice little treat. Cause a lot of times you're like, okay, goes through this entire gauntlet and now here are all the injuries. You didn't see anything as they happened. And here you kind of got to at least get the illusion of seeing them happen.
0: Yeah, they did a pretty good job, even though it was cutting back and forth. And in some cases you would see like a t-shirt torn away and there'd be a wound underneath or something cheeseball like that. But it still was just enough to at least be a highlight. But I think at this point, you and I are just clutching at straws to say something positive. I think so.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: (laughs) Mostly because compared to last week's Shocking Dark, this is like a fucking mass Work for Matei. This this is way
1: way way better than what we had last week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of the highlight so far of Maymate and I guess we'll see where it goes from here, right? Yeah, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to take a little break here. We'll have a promo for the Gangs of Hollywood podcast, because once again, I'm giving the biggest push to any podcast I ever have here. That's right. Good, good job. <laughs> have a Way little... to promote. <laughs> we'll have a little bit more music that's uh, a little synth wavy. And when we come back, we'll do a PSYOP news story to pat out the lack of reviews. <laughs>
2: at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite
0: podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. wave oh yeah sweet
2: <laughs> sweet on the ears
0: <laughs> you got some news stories yeah i got one here all right well give me some <laughs> sorry oh, news
1: Robert Ward our field reporter yeah <laughs> Manure and park to deter visitors.
0: That's a chicken shit move, Matt. <laughs>
1: the university town of Lund in Sweden is to dump a ton of chicken manure in its central park in a bid to deter up to thirty thousand residents from gathering there for traditional celebrations to mark Walpurgis Night on Thursday. Holy fuck!
0: You pronounced something right. Is
1: that really Walpurgis?
0: Walpurgis, you said it right the first time.
1: Wal-Per- Walpurgis. All right, cool. Lund could very well become an episode for the spread of the coronavirus on the last night in April. So I think it's a good initiative. The chairman of the local council's environment committee, Gustav Lundblad, told the... Holy shit, no. There's way too many fucking nouns in this. This is um, like traces of death fucked a porno. That too. Way too many verbs. So we get to the... Uh, they stated we get the opportunity to fertilize the lawns, and at the same time it will stink, and so it may not be so nice to sit and drink a beer in the park, Lumblad said. Adding that the only potential drawback was that the smell may not be confined to the park. No shit. Can you imagine if you live next to it? Uh, Somebody said there, he goes, I am not a fertilizer expert, but as I understand it, it is clear that it might smell a bit outside the park as well, Lumblad admitted. These are chicken droppings after all. I cannot guarantee that the rest of the city will be odorless, but the point is to keep people
2: out of the city
0: park. Well, and also it would do a really good job of keeping people in their house with their windows closed to keep the air from circulating in and out of houses And moving viral loads that way That's true, but depending on what the temperatures There are,
1: what if somebody doesn't have air conditioning Or shit, that can kill
0: them too um, Yeah, but it's also yeah. In Sweden, right, so I don't know how hot it's going to get Yeah, I don't
1: know, see that's what I'm saying Depending on what the weather, I don't know what they're doing over there <laughs> So, Walpurgis Night Is celebrated on the 30th of April and is widely marked Across Central and Northern Europe with parties And bonfires The festivities are classed as spontaneous. But uh, oh, holy shit! Like I can say that word. The festivity, the festivities are classed as spontaneous, uh, so they cannot be banned by authorities. But to avoid the risk of spreading the coronavirus, many towns, cities, and citizens to give the tradition a miss this year. Philip Sandberg, the leader of the council, told the paper it would not be ple- it would not be a pleasant experience to sit in the park that stinks of chicken manure. But it will be good for the lawns as chicken manure contains a lot of phosphorus and nitrogen, so we get a really nice park uh, for the summer. (laughs) Lund is home Lund is home to one of Sweden's biggest universities and many of the mus- municipalities. Uh, 125,000 odd inhabitants are students who habitually gather in the park in the afternoon and evening for picnics before the a party pop proper gets underway. Circle jerk. Pretty much, Sweden has banned planned gatherings of more than 50, but asked rather than order people, uh, uh, rather than ordered people to observe the physical distancing, non-essential uh, travel, and work from home. To stay indoors if they are elderly or ill. That, or Shop- they just had
0: a bukkake yeah. mouth party.
1: And gyms have remained have remained open. <laughs>
0: Wow. Uh, We've gotten to to the point where we're doing chicken poop now. I mean, maybe if they spread chicken poop around all the places that the people would be protesting here in the state. But um, from what I've read so far, all the people that are trying to go anti-lockdown, I mean, that situation's kind of solving itself, Matt. I can't go a whole day without seeing another article about anti-blah-blah-blah protester, you know, dies of COVID or is infected with COVID. Um, The congregations of the evangelicals that were denying the lockdown lockdowns to just gather in church and then you know throw their money at their church a lot of them are now dying at alarming rates especially the fundamentalists and stuff so Dang. problem solving it itself them. <laughs> oh yeah is that our next story it's funny you mentioned them due to lockdown christians are developing
1: a huge porn addiction the evangelist warns so another one from our on the field reporter robert ward pray to god that's what assholes
0: do if you pray you're an asshole <laughs> is that cut together or did i fucking actually say that <laughs> What, that's praying to God. That's what assholes do. You know, you, you, yeah. you totally said that, but I took off the qualifier at the end to make the clip. Uh,
1: oh, oh, what was the qualifier? <laughs> I can't
0: remember. No. it's uh that's what assholes do when their numbers up or something like that to like try uh, and yeah yeah i
1: gotcha all right well good 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 for you uh, <laughs> anyway <laughs> pure the uh friendly atheist is by terry firma when boredom strikes and no one's around people's thoughts may turn to spending some quality time wrestling the eel or paddling the pink canoe
0: hey fuckers religion's bullshit god's not real so grab your junk uh, and work it like it's no tomorrow because it just might not be uh, but they don't think 80-year-old Christian author and evangelist
1: Josh McDowell would approve, but he really hates it if you look at pictures of naked people while you're know in the process. So we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. Uh, regarding porn, says McDowell, is right at this moment destroying more marriages, more people's lives, more relationships uh, than any one thing has ever done simultaneously in history. I started doing uh- drugs after that yes and if christians views porn oh boy they're doing it in greater numbers why are uh, you coming in public swimming pools greater numbers than ever thanks to lockdown mcdowell says and the th- and he thunders that porn is by far the greatest cancer ever to the church man that's just the worst hand job ever <laughs> Alright, so uh, the author wonders if this is a greater cancer than Christianity's serial crusades or worse too than conservative Christians promising everyone outside the tribe uh, tortured by fire in the afterlife worse than drawing and quartering apostles and heretics or burning them alive and worse than using the slave trade
2: with bible verses
1: Oh, this is
0: such a friendly atheist fucking article where they like to point out all of the hypocritical nature of Christianity and the hypocrisy. Well, this, is, this
1: is from the friendly atheist.
0: Yeah, it's totally a friendly atheist article. You can tell.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah because so then, they, they give so, you the, okay, they pretty
2: give pretty you the facts. The you just made.
0: <laughs> yeah, they give you the facts and then they lay it on even heavier where they're like, yeah, well, Christians did this and this and this. And how is that not worse? How is this not worse? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but apparently we are um we we have a we have a lot more uh people watching porn now.
0: Oh, blowjobs should be teethy.
1: So I I would rather not. Can we not?
0: You just watched taint and ass as balls wiggled in and out. Yes,
1: we did. We did. There there wasn't much to that article other than that. So We're just trying uh, to prolong the amount
0: of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's all this is. <laughs> <laughs> Good
2: one. Good one. <laughs> We were both involved
0: in that. <laughs> oh my god, just fucking incest already. Oh god, Jesus. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna have to be shorter than last week's, because uh, I'm fucking
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't, my start to
2: this show didn't go all that great. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? You're a fucking trooper, and your can-do fucking attitude made the show happen tonight, so we got the 247 <laughs> weeks in, so I'm more than happy with you here, because you know, despite everything that happened, you, you muster it together and we got the fucking show.
1: Fucking A, man. We got through it. We did it
0: together. Well, we're not done yet. <laughs> we need to play the ending Legion promo. We're gonna have a little bit more synthwave music and then we will have gotten through this fucking show. Oh, if
3: you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show. Here Hero Hero Go Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, YouTube and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
0: That sounds like Exercise music here, like uh, what was the the big rage that everybody was doing for their cardio back in the day in the 80s, Matt? What was that 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 exercise called? Oh, oh, that, uh, uh, aerobics. that yeah, aerobics. aerobics. Yeah, aerobics. Yeah, just was aerobics. Yeah, yeah. I can totally just yeah. picture like uh like that Jamie Lee Curtis movie where it's all crotches moving all the time with John Travolta was in the, it. Was the
1: jazzercise also 80s or is
0: that early 90s? I don't really know because clearly neither of us has exercised a day in our lives. But listen, uh, you just touched about exercising
1: and I get a little sweaty and I think I'm winded.
0: (laughs) Well, don't get yourself too worked up. We got to keep you alive for next week so that we can figure out how to make the show happen once again.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully next week I'll have some things figured out by then. Uh, I have a week (laughs) now.
0: Yeah, you have a a little more than a week because you have at least seven days, you know, before we record again. So, folks, where can you find all of our previous old and archive-y type recordings back in the day from uh, when Matt sounded like this relatively regularly when he Skyped in? Well, that's legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyop. You're using the same uh, Xbox headphones that you used to use back in the day, right? Uh,
1: yes. Yes, I am. That is correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this was what you, you did a couple of times you did commentaries with uh, Gary back in the day, too. You used the same headset. Did
1: I use this one? Yeah. I think I might have. I can't remember if I got a new headset since
0: then. Oh, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It sounds the same to me, but
1: I think uh, you know what?
0: No, I think you're right. This is the same one. Yeah. Yeah. You don't buy new stuff. You make me buy you new no. stuff for the show. That's true. If you'd like to comment about how Matt makes me buy him shit for the show, you can join our Facebook group and chide him there. He's at least going to respond to a few things there. I noticed you posted earlier in the week on Facebook as you and into the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, but the one that you posted was kind of rapey and I had to chide you for that a little bit you
1: did you did you did I just thought it was funny maybe laugh you've heard it here
0: first folks Matt Syop thinks rape memes are funny
1: oh Jesus Christ well, I don't like the way you just said that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> well if you'd like to get to Matt on that it's in Facebook he is Matt Syop and I'm on Facebook as well as Court Psyop, so you can join my side and tell him to stop posting memes like that they're not that funny
1: yeah, other people thought they were funny that's weird
0: you can email feedback to Matt Syop, Matt at gmail.com and let him know that his memes aren't funny <laughs>
1: It's true. Well, one of the memes is funny.
0: Okay, fair enough. 50, 50% of the time, his memes are funny all the time.
1: It's more than that. 90% of the time, my memes are funny. All right, all the time.
0: You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, and let them know that percentages don't work like that.
1: They can work like that. Just numbers that don't control us.
0: You can also tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate filled shit fest that knows everything about life and wants to cancel your culture. That is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyopmat. Now, if you have posted a tasty, high-quality fucking meme, or if maybe I just saw a meme of yours that I decided was going to be stolen by me, well, that's where you're going to find it on the cinema underscore psyop Instagram. That's the best place to find all of those tasty-ass, high-quality fucking memes. Now, those do get shared to our Cinema Psyops page, which I then reshare to various groups that I feel could appreciate such high-quality memes. They're all there for you, folks. They're ready to go. Posted. Posted memes. The highest quality posted memes are available for you there. Well, Matt, you are two for four. You are halfway through Maymate this week.
1: God, yeah, it only cost me as possibly a computer. <laughs> this this Maymate has come with its sacrifices.
0: <laughs> well, just like Matt, folks, kick the fuck out of that warranty and this week and make it your bitch. hear the clips okay and that they're not too loud since this is a different form than what we've been doing um just just because uh you should be able to hear it but if it's too loud i think i can try and turn the feed down for you on that all right um let's see of course i don't hear anything i don't hear anything oh i think i know why here how about that (laughs) oh that's much better this is just synthy techno you hear that okay
1: yeah all right awesome so I hear you 100% perfect. Uh, put your talents, your deviant horrific talents to,
0: to work there. <laughs> Do me a favor, pull the mic just a little bit away from your face. How's oh,
2: that,
0: better? Yeah, you were just crackling with the louder, the louder pops and stuff. No big deal, just wanted to just take that out. That's an outtake anyway. We're happy to offer some. All right, I did that intentionally. I'm moving along just to try and speed things up, okay? All right. So just to give you the taste of the music and all, right? Three, two, one... Okay, so there you got an idea of what that's gonna sound like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright, we're coming in in three, two, one.
1: We open up with three women doing a play in our first clip. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: hey, hey. Yeah? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Don't laugh too much, alright? It's just one of four, okay? So it's not like it's a clip heavy show.
0: <laughs> yeah, one three minute clip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's pretty much all the dialogue of the movie, so whatever.
0: All right, let's just pretend like I fucking played it. We know that this is the opening play and where it goes from yeah. there, so move on.
1: I know this sounds funny, but it's also our next clip.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I can't say I blame you. I really, I don't, though. So.
1: Okay, but anyway, are we, are we going to play it, or are we just going to pretend like we played it? Uh,
0: Yeah, we're, I'm using these as outtakes, so go ahead. We'll just keep going. All right and split it off into two.
1: So you mean, uh, uh, they made, they maintained it. You know, when powerful people are scared of unions to talk you out of it, it might be time to like look into bringing back more unions. Just saying.
0: Yeah, the more someone is afraid of something like collective bargaining, the more you should be interested in doing said collective bargaining. The
1: more I see billionaires say they don't like something, the more I start to think maybe we should look into it more.
0: The more I hear billionaires say, please don't guillotine me, the more I want to guillotine billionaires.
1: I mean, you're not alone. I mean, I've gotten to the point now where if a billionaire is like, this isn't good for the people of Earth, I kind of go, well, the, I don't know. Now I want to look into it cause it might be really good for the people of the Earth and just bad for their fucking pockets.
0: <laughs> the only one that I kind of leave the exception to the rule on that is Bill Gates, but I'm still dubious. Like, I've got I my eye on him, time. but he's, yeah. he's but lower he on the list. Saying, if he starts saying, you know what, people should just
1: be chipped to be chipped with my new Microsoft chips, then I'm going to start to wonder what the fuck he's doing. Because <laughs> I'm not being chipped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only chips that are getting into Matt Psyop are fucking tortilla.
1: That's right. Maybe some Doritos. All right. Same, same.
0: Just I'm- different flavors.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Almost had a freak out there. <sighs> going to have a panic attack. My resting heart rate's panic attack at right at this point.
0: I think it just might be my kink to watch little Laura Gemsner beat the fuck out of someone that's almost twice her size.
1: That also might be good, yeah. I mean, I'm not judging you for anything here. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see her beat the fuck out of someone three times her size. I would still get into that, too.
1: Word up.
0: That's me, Matt. Oh. I'm three times her size. Yeah. <laughs> we found well, a new king for Court. I would like
1: to see someone five times
0: her size. So. Is that me, Court? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope Laura Jemser never fucking hears our show. Or maybe, yep. m- maybe she'll, maybe she'll like the flattery of us being obsessed with her in a way that would probably cause a restraining order. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Yeah, no, there's.
1: I, I hope she never listens to this. I'd feel bad. Law has been set up by the, what it sounds like the district attorney. So that's a pretty powerful man to have it in for you.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the only one that could probably fuck up your life even more would be like the governor, right?
1: Or well, the mayor and then governor. Yeah, but then if it's the
0: if senator. It, if it's the district attorney. Oh, I guess it would be the it would be district attorney the then city. mayor. Yeah. So the city yeah. or the the township and then the mayor and then the probably state attorney or the attorney general of the state and something like that. Then yeah. the governor. Yeah. Like Matt, folks, kick the fuck out of that warranty and this week and make it your bitch. Uh,
2: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> At least you don't have to stop recording on your side, right? Right, right. All right. So I have stopped recording.